everybody, this week on Minivan Man, we're going to talk about what you do when you come face-to-face with a raccoon. Then we're going to talk about Al and his nomadic lifestyle. And lastly, we're going to give you some advice on what to do when your kids want to lend money. All of that and more on Minivan Man, starting now. Hey, everybody, this is Minivan Man, Maz Jobrani out of Chicago. That's right, I move around. And Al Madrigal in action out of New York City. How you doing, man? Good, good. We got the whole family. The whole Madrigal family is in New York for the summer, so I got everybody in Brooklyn. We moved out of the place that I was in. I was, and I think I've told everybody this, I was sharing a place with... Um, yeah, an old friend I grew up with. Uh, I've known the guy. I've known the guy since I was five. You had a room. I had a room. So it's a huge three bedroom, one bath place. That's where we get into the problems. I'm a 42 year old man. I just had my birthday since we last had on uh, July 4th, and so I'm 42 years old. And to be sharing a bathroom with people that aren't your wife and kids at this point in your life is not acceptable. No, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how I did it. I did it. Well, you know how I did it. I was not there. I was there for 12 days out of the month. And I also am a member of this gym across the street from The Daily Show. So I actually did a lot of my showering over there. You know, it's just, I. it wasn't that big of a deal because, again, it was sort of like this temporary bed that I'd sleep in. But that temporary bed was costing me 1900 bucks a month. That's ridiculous. Crazy New York prices and last summer if i'm not mistaken you brought the family and you guys all stayed in that one room that's why it was worth it because it was so big 500 square foot room large room but and i had bunk beds in there last summer we brought the dogs out which i told you i conceded was a huge mistake um my wife warned me not to do it i did it anyway this year we got the dogs in vegas with my in-laws gambling Gambling. They're at the video poker place right now. Like they don't. That's a, the new uh, dog painting. Dogs playing poker. It's dogs playing video poker. Yeah, and it's they, a real deal. Um, they have already escaped. I guess they're killing birds every day. My mother-in-law is telling us they. One of them puked on a carpet. But I'm not around to clean up the dead birds and to chase them when they ran away or whatever. Are you? Uh, were you ever a? Because I know you grew up in San Francisco. Were you ever a? Uh outdoorsy, naturey guy. And the reason I ask this is it's, uh, uh, it, it leads into something else. Uh, the other day, I got up uh, to leave the house at 4, a in the mor- 4 in the morning. I had to catch a flight. Yeah. And I went to my car, and I realized I got to put the um, parking permit back in the house in case they need it. So I, I turned around to put the parking permit back inside, and there was two raccoons looking at me. Just like, what are you doing up? This is our hour, my friend. And, and I didn't know what to do. Like, what do you, I mean, are, are, you, uh, are, you, are you experiencing this kind of stuff? They, how close were they to you? They were like, uh, boy, I'd say about like 20 feet away, but they stare at you. And I'm like, okay. I go, are they scared of me? No. They're not. They're not really that scared of you. It depends on the raccoon. I mean, I feel like some of them used to, and I don't really know much about this because I grew Wait up. Wait a minute, in you San said Francisco. it depends on like so you like what like I'm supposed to get to know the raccoon. There's good raccoons and bad <laughs> raccoons, just like you tell your kids. There's good dogs and bad dogs. No, there's uh there's ones that have been um tame through interaction with people. There's a, there used to be a, I remember as a little kid we used to go up to the Russian River. 
before oh, yeah. it was super gay. And uh, we go, it was, we made it gay. The Madrigal Boys made it gay. And we went up there, all the families went up, and there was a raccoon that lived near the pool, and you could feed him chicken or wow. something. I don't know. You know, whatever. Well, you and know, I looked it up. I looked it up because I, th- I thought maybe you, but you'd be like, because you, you know, you, you have a... Uh... You have knowledge on many things, Al Madrigal. You're you're the Renaissance man. But looking it up online, it tells you um, just give them space to get away. Don't corner them because if you corner them, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, they'll come right at you. I yeah. I just don't want. I see them occasionally and don't get close enough to interact. I'm scared. I don't want rabies. I don't yeah. want anything to do with a raccoon or any other night creature. I got to tell you something, man. <laughs> I have not been that scared. Like I I pride myself on being a pretty uh like when it comes to creatures, I'm I'm pretty bold. Like I grew up in Marin County, so the you know, woodsy area where I was, so there was always spiders and yeah. I get the napkin, I kill the spider. The other day, Pritha walked into the room. I was trying to put the kids to sleep, and, and we all know how hard it is for my kids to fall asleep. So it, it, I was in there for like maybe 45 minutes. They were just winding down, and Pritha comes barging in going, there's a spider in the room. I'm like, what are you doing? The kids are sleep- almost asleep. She's like, you got to get the spider. And I go in there, and it's kind of a you know, you know, know, nasty-looking spider, but nothing that a nice, big uh, bounty napkin uh, couldn't solve if you just get them in the right angle. You let and it outside? I went and I took, you kill it took, or you let it outside? Huh? You kill kill it or you escort it outside? No, I, that one was killed. If it were if they were <laughs> if it if it were closer to the door or if it were smaller, it, it might get an escort. But that one had to be killed. But my point is, I'm not I'm not scared by those guys. But when I saw these two raccoons, my stomach Catch. dropped. I was like, oh my god! I felt like I was being stared down by Suge Knight. Yeah, I don't, I don't like seeing anything like that. I don't like seeing a possum out. I saw a possum, and um, we had a possum that was must have been sick or something that was in our backyard because I live so in Eagle Rock, California. And back to my, you know, the L.A. place. It's nothing fancy, but uh, at the it's at a foothill, and we get a lot of activity. I get a lot of raccoons, a lot of possums, a lot of skunks, a lot of people making their way through yards and stuff like that. So used to have a possum sitting on the back deck, and I told you the story with Filipino Frank and the possum, right? What was this Filipino Frank story with? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that when this happened to my wife when she was home by herself. So the the other thing with it, and we'll tie it all together, is because I've been going to New York so much, I'm missing out on husbandly duties, and um, it's in the evening, kids are home from soccer and soccer practice or whatever, and my wife hears this growling in the backyard, goes back there, and Henry Noodles, our little chihuahua mix, is face-to-face growling with a possum under the deck. Oh, my God. So she screams, and Henry Noodles, Chihuahua, eight pounds soaking wet. Just no, <laughs> nothing, nothing to him. <laughs> Just Tijuana Alley dog that we got at a shelter type of place, and hilarious, very funny dog. But he's 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 a street dog, too. He's, he'll stand up for himself. So uh, my wife screams, apparently, and this is all hearsay. So she runs over, gets one of our Frank neighbors, Filipino Frank, from across the street. And he comes running over. He's always got my back, Filipino Frank, and runs in and um, 
sees the square off, and then I guess what happens is that he, Filipino Frank grabbed the, the hose and hosed down the possum, went to hose the possum, but what, what happened was is that uh, he hosed the possum, distracted the possum, and Henry Noodles went in for the kill. Oh, no. Henry yeah. didn't run away. Henry, 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 Henry said, "Hey, good looking out, Filipino Frank," and Henry just went in ah, and attacks its neck. Oh and my then god! Filipino Frank came over and told me the story when I got home. He's like, "It was awesome, man. Like you're that Henry. I got a new respect for that Henry. I used to think it was a little dog, a sissy dog. That is no sissy dog. That guy's so wait, tough. So, so what, did they kill the possum? No, he said it happened so quick, but um, he whipped it around. He ragdolled it a little bit. And this is amazing. That's like the smallest WWE wrestler, you know, picking, you know, Andre the Giant up over their heads. Like, this is uh, apparently a decent-sized possum and a little mini dog. And he wrings its neck a little bit, and there's some blood, and then it just, like, goes scurrying away, like... I think everybody screamed at that point. And and, and maybe um, Filipino Frank, I think he hosed down Henry to get him off the do- the, the possum, hosed down the dog there. So that's, we get some action. And we've got, since we've gotten the two dogs, we, we don't see as much of it. So basically what I'm telling you, the moral of this story is those raccoons are going to drop off when the Gibrani family brings home a puppy. Yeah, you got to bring, yeah, you got to bring home a puppy for the kids. Well, you got to train them. You're, it sounds like you're, uh, uh, you're uh, Henry you Noodles you? is trained. Henry to kill. Noodles is, uh, is from the streets. <laughs> yeah, yes, street dog. Street you got to get him. So I haven't seen much action since we've gotten the dogs. I'm telling you, but I don't like seeing any of that shit. I don't like seeing. Oh, no. By the way, let me just say, let me just say something right now. Possums, possibly the ugliest creatures uh, um, in the world. Yeah, I had a fruit. I have an orange picker, a fruit picker, because I have a bunch of fruit trees in my backyard. And um, then I w- went back into the backyard, and I see this possum just sitting on the fence, and the dog's barking again. And so I don't know if this is the one that Henry got in a squabble with, but I got my fruit picker out, and I just went up to it and just kept sitting there looking at me. It hissed a little bit, and I just launched it off the fence with the fruit picker. And where'd it and go? So, to another backyard and scurried away. But... I, I tell you, I f- did feel my what you felt when you saw the raccoons. Like your heart, like you don't, you're face to face with a animal that's you can't is unpredictable. You know, yeah, with a dog, you don't know. And I think it could be a random. I and when we first moved to the neighborhood in Eagle Rock, not the tough area, but somebody drove by. It's like, hey, you better watch out. There's a pit bull running around. Oh, he said that to you. Yeah, I I immediately got like you could have told me that I mean we, I reacted like uh, there was a Godzilla spotting. I yeah. swear, like everybody inside now. Well, you got to think, you know, what what do they got to lose? Like you, they got they got like you know they're just yeah. trying to get. I'm some scared food. of I'm scared of a pit bull that someone's telling me is nice. Yeah, I don't want a, a unknown pit bull just roaming the neighborhood looking for blood. Yeah, I mean, like, and, I, I, I'm just like I'm trying to get in shape. I'm trying. I got. I got. You know. I got. I'm taking care of my body. I'm. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to get the career moving forward. I got things to lose. <laughs> he can't, yeah, I can't get a pit bull, pit bull bite. Maz, you know that pit bull bite. He's not. Hasn't been the same since. <laughs> um, we got a. And this is a good segue for this. Um, it's what showed up for my son's birthday just recently. BB gun. Oh no! Really? Yep. 
What do you do with that when the Red Rider shows up? Did you buy it or did someone else buy it? My uh, brother. Your brother. Sent down a gift. So that's what you when you have nieces and nephews, everybody feel free to do it. Get them the thousand piece toy, you know, bead set that no parent would ever buy their kid because they don't want to deal with all the pieces. And get them the BB gun and the uh, drum set. That's what BB gun and the drum set is what you want to get them. Um, just to torture the crap out of your brother and sister if you want um, yeah i'm thinking because- I'm, I'm thinking dara likes drums i'm thinking of maybe getting some lessons and if he's serious about it then putting him in the back with it but the bb gun i'm surprised there aren't more blind people walking around this earth well, given- they ricochet that's the problem is the red rider people are good they have safety glasses and i told them you know you can only fire it when i'm there in the backyard because i had a bb gun in san francisco and we'd cock that thing 50 times, load it up, and shoot some, you know, cats, neighborhood cats and stuff like that in the backyard. But I I never, and we'd line up some cans. So maybe we'll just do that. We'll let some, line up some oranges or something. And Oh, boy. I know. Here, let's take a uh, let's take a break and come back and talk because we got we didn't finish your whole uh, New York nomad living. We're gonna go. We're well, gonna yeah, right I back. gotta get to that. I need. I'll tell you my my plan and my solution when All we right. come back. We'll be back with the Miniman Man. Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, just want to tell you quickly about iTunes. Some people have been very nice and given us great uh, comments on there and ratings. But if you have not. Please go on there and do that. That'd be great to inspire other people to listen to the Minivan Men podcast. Also encourage you to subscribe officially on iTunes. And please also drop us a line. Thank you very much. Hey, it's the Minivan Men. We're back. It's Maz Jobrani, Al Madrigal. Chris Spencer is not on the show this week. You know, he's been busy with some stuff, including um, he's got a new comedy club, Al. Isn't that crazy? I just, he is texting me right now. So I'm actually, well, Chris Spencer is not on the show. He's sort of on the show. Obviously, hugely successful um, TV show that he has, uh, which is The Real Husbands of Hollywood on BT, starring the famous Kevin Hart. But he owns a comedy club. There's a new comedy club in LA owned by Chris Spencer. I'm not, you know, I'm sure he's a part owner, so he can't be the whole owner. We know what they did. I think what they did was there's a uh, uh, there's a room. I I played it. There's a room at the what used to be known as the Man's Chinese Theater. They got like I don't know ten, twelve movie theaters, and they got yeah. one section of the theater that they use only for like premieres and stuff like that. So they don't have movies on the weekends. So Chris, who had always been partners with Jeru Tillman, yeah, uh, and, and they Knew had a about room at room. the comedy store. They put they started this room, and it's basically it's a movie theater that you do comedy in. You know what? I imagine Chris went to a movie premiere and said, "What is this?" Yeah. Look at this room. Yeah. <laughs> I called and I called Giroux, and there we go. You sound like and, Bill Cosby, but that's fine. And you put the comedians in the theater. <laughs> so he um. That's a, that's a bad my Bill Cosby. It's called Inside Joke. So if you're in Los Angeles, you got to check it out. It's over there at the. Uh, at the uh, Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, the TLC Chinese, the TCL Chinese Theater. It's called the Inside Jokes. And look at this lineup they had. They had David Allen Greer 
from In Living Color. Steve Renazizi, our good friend, who's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Ruben Paul, another friend of ours. Dan Levy, Kevin Christie. That's a quality, quality show. I think Chappelle he- dropped in on that one, too. Really? I think it's so. crazy. And then I'm looking at another show that he's had. He's got, I mean, he's got quality lineups. Chris Spencer's All Star Friday. He's got, well, the, the thing about Chris is he's been in Hollywood so long, he knows everybody. So that's where Dave Chris went on an airplane to Australia with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jamie yeah, Foxx. Yeah. Remember let's that, not, that, that episode? That. Yeah. So we go to the comedy club because if you're in Los Angeles, it's a good one to drop in on. Yeah. Um, so Friday, Saturday. And then let's get back to this. So we got the BB gun in the magical house to look forward to when we get back to L.A. But right now we're all in New York and the kids are doing basketball camps, which is great. See, I went to Airbnb. So I moved out of the room for 1900 bucks because uh-huh. I'm in L.A. 12 days mm-hmm. out of a, each month. Now the family for the summer comes out and we're in New York just for a, a month renting through Airbnb. Is that the letters B-N-B? Yes, Air. A I R B N B, and that's like the uh, that's I've heard of this. It's like a website where they got great rentals, great prices, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know about the great prices, but it's cheaper than a hotel room if you're going to rent it for that long. And you're getting a kitchen, and we rented this great garden apartment, and um, it's it totally works. My son is in this Brooklyn basketball camp. My daughter is in this Park Slope day camp thing. And everyone's having a good time. Everyone's really enjoying being that's in New York. That's got to be cool. Mosquitoes they get to, uh, I think horrible. that's important. They get but to do I some. I figure uh, I'll spend money. Subway riding and New, New York living. That's what they're doing. There's, right? It's beautiful. I think that's great. I think every kid should have that experience. Yeah. Uh, so why not take advantage of that? And they've said they want to come back every single year, uh, which totally works for me. So I'm going to try to figure that out. Now, when we're done with this month, then I go back to L.A., then I start this oddball comedy festival. Speaking of Chappelle, I go out on the road. Do we know about, do we talk about this yet? You didn't, I think I might have mentioned it. Uh, I don't, uh, we didn't talk about it. I think you, you said uh, it's I'm coming. I'm on the road. I'm, I'm probably coming to a city near you. We're doing 15 cities across the Flight of the Concords, Dave Chappelle, myself, Hannibal, I, I, I shouldn't put my name third, but I'm in it. Um, Hannibal Burris, Kristen Shaw, hosted by Jeffrey Ross. Stephen Brody Stevens hosts a side stage. It's sort of a big deal. John Mulaney is doing some shows. My buddy Chris D'Elia is doing some shows. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be did fun. You and, did, are you guys all uh, good? I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't care. All right. I hope so. I'm not gonna. I, I I'm too old for beasts. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But but now but now aside aside besides that now so you're living kind of like a nomad. Yeah. So now I've got Maz. Initially when he came on, he got a glimpse into on Skype into my office, and I've got clothes hanging behind me. I've got a little laundry line and a hot plate in here. And uh, I've got a great little setup at The Daily Show. We've got my record players, some comedy albums. Do you really have a hot plate back there? <laughs> hot plate, I cook a Campbell's soup, Progresso, 
You, 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 you're soups. working in New York. You just go down the street and get a soup. You're going to yeah. mind your own. You're, you're yeah. making your own soup. No, I'm just saying that because it's very like a little makeshift ghetto apartment. That's what I should do is I try to sleep in here when no one's paying attention, right? Because security just say goodnight, everybody, and then walk up some back steps. That's hilarious. And then I, just, did, I, did the, I did the nomad lifestyle for a little bit, like out of college and stuff. I had my stuff at my mom's house. I live in my mom, basically, but I had... Uh, uh, long-term girlfriends. So I was always at my girlfriends, and then I was with Preetha, who then I married. So I was with her for a while, and uh, it's not that bad. No matter. I'm gonna go vacation rental by owner, and then I'm gonna do so VRBO or Airbnb, and then when I can't find one of those places, because I'm either on the road or I'm on a field shoot. Like the Daily Show will just send me last week I was in Tennessee. I couldn't I couldn't do a podcast and that's what you did by yourself because I'm in Tennessee and I'm in Georgia. Why don't we put the word out to our listeners? Listen, if you're listening in any city and you can host Al, please <laughs> I'll just send an email for the weekend. Send us emails at well, uh, minivanman at gmail.com or facebook.com slash Mazurbrani. Um, and please send I us don't your want credentials. that. That's what I got out of because I, I mean, I look again, I'm too old to share anything. And I don't even like doing the Airbnb and vacation rental by owner that are people like they move out of their place to let you move in. Go to these websites right. and see how it works. Yeah. You can tell from the photos who's still living in those places by all the personal crap and the clutter. The place that we're staying in right now is a dedicated rental. So yeah. they have it set it up like a hotel room. You know, yeah. it's like these are towels. There's no clutter. There's no excessive amount of weird food on the shelves. No, You know what I mean? They've got it just generic everything. Dude, you're preaching like to the choir. I get so many times because I tour a lot. And I, and I don't know if people that are listening, like you guys have this, where you go into a town. And I'm sure this happens a lot where, you know, if you go to visit your wife's in-laws or vice versa or some relatives... And they insist on you staying at their place. And it uh, sounds like a good idea. You're like, okay, we're going to save whatever, a few hundred bucks, a thousand, whatever it is. It's but weird. like by the end of the first night, unless if they have a mansion where you got your own wing, by the end of the first night, you're like, this is horrible. What am I, th- I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm 41 years old. You're tiptoeing. Tiptoeing, you smell their body odor. Yeah, smell it. Like this, you walk out of the living room and some guy's just sitting in there watching some weird fitness video that you know something funky's going on. Uh, I don't want to... I don't want to share anything anymore. I, so we're just too old for that. And um, But at the same time, I can't afford to lay out, you know, check into the St. Regis or one night, you could do it for one night. <laughs> one night for the whole month. So I need to go to some place that's affordable, and that's where Airbnb goes. So I'm going to experiment with it. We'll see what happens. Um, other than that, you know, things are good. Things are very good. Now, are the kids in any camps? What, are they, what is everybody doing? Let's take a break. Take a break. We'll come back, and we'll I do our third segment. I want to talk to you about some uh, camps, because Lorenzo is in a camp situation. He just had something come up yesterday, which I thought was interesting. All right, we'll come back. Minivan man. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. 
We're back, Minivan Man, Maz Jobrani, doing it out of Chicago, where I'm here. I'm here to do uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is a radio show I do on NPR from time to time. So you can check me out on that on NPR.org. And uh, Al is in New York. Yes, in my little office that I'm going to soon be sleeping in. And <laughs> I, the reason I say, uh, you know, I heard a funny story about Doug Stanhope when he was on The Man Show in the first year. He was actually sleeping in his office. Really? And so I guess they got, he was doing it for a long time, and the lawyers at Comedy Central got wind of it, and they called in, and he said, how dare you? If you think I'm sleeping in this office, you come down here right now, and I'll look you in the face and tell you that I'm not. And sure enough, they came down to check it out, because they heard they got it on good authority that the guy's sleeping in there. And um, he went and hung a clothesline. With, you know, the clothespins and everything and uh-huh. just wet underwear and the whole thing across uh-huh. the room. He really did get a hot plate and beans, you know, on the stove, like hobo style, like yeah. a can, of, you know, can of beans. And he also, you know, all a bunch of like his clothes laid out, a bunch of food and made it look like an apartment. And then apparently opened up the, you know, spoke to the guy while he sat in a chair and he was in his underwear, Doug was, and uh, peeped through some wet clothes that was hanging on a clothesline and said, I, you've insulted me for the last time. I tell you I am not living in here. <laughs> Just great Stanhope fashion. Uh, speaking of comedians and other comedians, we have new comics on allthingscomedy.com. So the All Things Comedy Network that we started with Bill Burr is growing by leaps and bounds. You should check out some of these other great podcasts. We got the Farley brothers are now on. Chris Farley has very funny brothers. Chris Farley's dead, but his brothers live on. Amazing podcast. And I just listened to that um, a bunch before we actually signed them. It's amazing. And then we have uh, another Daily Show, Emmy Award-winning Daily Show writer, uh, J.R. Havlin, it, it just has been here just as long as John Stewart, longer than John Stewart, and he has an amazing comedy writing podcast called The Writer's Block that is now a proud member of the ATC family. So I encourage you to check both of those out. As always, we've got Tom Segura, Bill Burr. I mean, it's it's allthingscomedy.com, right? Allthingscomedy.com. You get everybody right there. Jake Johansson, Dave Anthony, Greg Barrent. Um, it's just a great, great Tom Papa. Great comics. So check please out. check those out. Um, let me tell you about one thing. You can help me with a, a little bit of a dilemma. You know, my son, we told my son Lorenzo not to take any crap. You don't like him taking crap. I think it's the, busy, the, the way that you can uh, really combat bullies is teach empowering your child to talk shit back right so uh, they don't want them t- talking back to you but you want them talking back to people that try to bully them and so um i guess uh, this basketball camp that we have my son in brooklyn you bring money every day for caterades and uh, waters not nothing expensive but a dollar for water a dollar fifty for Gatorade something like that so every day when he leaves the house we leave him with four or five bucks in his backpack and um, he lent a couple dollars to some friends com- friends asked for money mm-hmm. so he lent a couple bucks a little loan sharking yeah um no he's a he's you know he's nice they were his buddies and they said yeah. thank you he said and then an african-american kid came up that right. was sort of, my son says is a jerk anyway. Doesn't like him. Uh-huh. 
and um, said, can I have a dollar? And my son said, no. Racist, okay. Yeah, that's what he said. And then <laughs> then the kid called him out and says, because I'm black, isn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah, you won't give me a dollar because I'm black. And then I guess his friend said, no. It's He goes, don't go don't go, to go there. He goes, uh, what if he just doesn't like you? Yeah, he's just a and jerk. Lorenzo, yeah, and Lorenzo goes, bing, ding, ding, that's it. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then apparently he... Felt guilty and still and lent him the money anyway. And the kid. Then Al Sharpton showed up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he didn't say the kid didn't say thank you. And I said, look, you probably did the the right thing. I mean, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what you know. It has nothing to do with the kid's race. The guy's a jerk. The guy's a jerk. Yeah. And certainly at that age, I didn't even see color. Uh, because I went to this really, you know, I'm not sure if you did you have the same experience in Marin. It was probably a little bit wider than it yeah, was we had, in you know, the I had, city. I had like a couple of black friends, a couple of Iranian friends, a lot of white friends. But it, 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 you're right, race is not really an issue when you're younger. Yeah, it's when just, you're 10, 11 years old, I yeah. really depend. I mean, I guess if you're living somewhere where it's completely polarized, but in San Francisco and you're growing up in LA or big cities, my son has every single type of friend. And his friends with the wide variety of kids. Um, so I really do trust that it was, yeah, this his kid was a dick. And he's, why would you lend money to somebody you think is a dick? Um, but then what do you say after that? Like, what is a parent? So I just said is uh, when it comes time, I'm worried about the money lending more than I'm worried about the race thing. You're worried about, you know, it's funny. I have a whole thing with the money lending that basically my you know my grandfather said this i believe in this i go if you're going to lend money consider it gone there's yeah, money that's gone if they pay you back then you're uh, pleasantly surprised so they there need to understand when they when they're lending their money it's gone so only give the money if you really feel like you know what i'm not going to need the money uh, i don't need the money you know that doesn't that doesn't mean that dad's going to give me the money again but you know if he's on a if he's on a uh, an allowance, then he knows how much he's got to work with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it. That's good advice. I'm going to mention that. I'll see if he got it back today. Actually, I can call over there right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll update you and so let you know how Lorenzo gets his three bucks back. Get but, the money um, back. I'll not miss you, man. I'm sorry to all those folks. We have been so busy. It's crazy. And I was away for a long time. We went on a big family vacation, Costco travel. That's my unofficial plug for Costco travel. And it's just been difficult to physically even get to the mic and make this happen. And then we had some technical difficulties where Maz was down because of bad internet connection. But we're back, and uh, we'll do everything we can to keep these coming out. So minivan men, please send in some more questions. We'd love to keep doing these and keep connecting, but it's helpful to know that you're there. So always, please, write yeah. us, write us, write and listen, us. Listen, listen. last week when I did the solo, I actually put it out there, and a lot of people were really nice. They did write. They wrote in, again, facebook.com slash mazjobrani, as well as uh, minivanmen at gmail.com, correct? Is that the email you, yeah, you get out? Yeah, that's the email. That's right. Yeah, so let us know your thoughts. Let us know. We, I was saying that Al, I've, I've been trying to talk to Al and Chris about possibly writing a show based on this uh, podcast. So uh, let us know if you would watch that. And, um, and also, Al, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, do you have any thoughts on the royal baby? No, I mean, well, it's, it, it's crazy. I, I just feel bad for 
the parents under the microscope like that. I mean, I can barely handle the pressure of being a parent and without, you know, anybody scrutinizing my every move. I guess they're lucky and the kid's lucky because they have so much help and a lot of us don't have any. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I, I looked at it like what you were just saying. I First of all, I was kind of getting bothered by the coverage and I found myself like having a dis like disliking the baby, and then I was like, and then I was like, what? I was like, what's wrong with me? He's a baby. He didn't do anything wrong. And then the the other thing that was interesting was they showed a picture of the baby in his car seat. And as a parent, I wasn't looking at how cute he was or anything. I was like, that seatbelt is on wrong. Yeah, they had First him tied in wrong. Attempt. Yeah, thank God nobody was around to see my pictures of me buckling a kid in the car for the first time. <laughs> Who knows what I did. Um, that's uh let's let's call it call it that uh maz i will talk to you soon thanks a lot see you later next time see you next time on minivan men people later dudes bye all right folks thanks for listening if you want to get in touch or find out more you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.